We now continue with part two of the interview. So, you know, we talked a little bit about it um, in part one over here, but uh, Allele tends to be more of like a loose cannon, at least to a certain extent. He does his own thing. Uh, he says what he wants. He does what he wants. Whereas the others are a little bit more methodical, have things a little bit more planned out. So because of that, you know, Allele has made some, maybe some questionable decisions or done some questionable things. So do you think that Allele has had any regrets in his life? Honestly, no. <laughs> it's like how you said earlier, like we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, Allele is extremely loyal to Raw. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, all that matters to him is, did I carry out Raw's orders? Did mm -hmm. I do exactly what he want? Good. He, I, I wouldn't doubt he's aware that he's done some mess of things. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. He, he enjoyed a lot of them. Yeah. But does he regret any of them? No. Because at the end of the day, he was carrying out an order and he was staying loyal to a man he looked up to. So when he got when he died, he kept his head up high because he knew at the end of the day, he stayed loyal to him and did nothing to do him wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's that's all that matters. That the only regret he would have had if he actually betrayed Ron in any way. Yeah. Outside of that, he doesn't regret doing anything at all. Yeah. He would do it all over again with, with in, a, in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I really like that, and and it makes me think because, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because if it's wrong, then I'll cut it. But, um, so if I'm not mistaken, I do believe uh, uh, when Brian and Anu, or not Brian, when Sylvan and Anu. We're, we're talking about what had happened and everything. And uh, Sylvan revealed that you had died. Uh, Anu said, oh, well, he was useless anyway. So do you, <laughs> do you think like, because, you know, you just said, and it, it makes so much sense that, you know, that whole thing of pretty much forcing Oran to, to kill you was a very strategic move because it made sure that you couldn't spill any beans, that you'd be out of the picture. It was like a, a sacrifice for the good of the empire, I guess you could say. So do you think that, you know, Ra and Anu misunderstood Alil and maybe didn't uh, realize what he was truly capable of and maybe used them improperly? That's that's kind of hard because we never really yeah. drove in depth into how... I, we, all, we, we know for sure Anu does not like Alil. Yeah. He does not care. No. But even if he knew what he did, what it was for his father, doesn't care. Doesn't yeah. like... But Raw, we never really dove that whole relationship between him. So this is going to be more of a hypothetical. Sure. I mean, we're getting into that anyway. <laughs> There's a reason why Alil... I'm hoping I'm putting this right. Mm -hmm. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why Alil is Raw's second in command. There is a reason. Mm. It's not just because he's a brute. He's not because he's just a complete psychopath. Because he knows, at the end of the day, Lil will fall in order. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he might wing it. He might go a little off script mm -hmm. but he knows he'll, he'll carry, get the job he'll done. get the job done and, he, and what he wants mm -hmm. he'll get results so i'm pretty sure when he heard on oh no, no i don't know why i said on um he <laughs> heard on um, lil's death mm -hmm. he felt back he's like man i i lost a good guy out there mm -hmm. he's a little crazy <laughs> a little little loopy a little head, unorthodox <laughs> but he was a loyal man mm -hmm. so i'm pretty sure he would feel really like sad you know, for a lo losing a loyal man. Yeah. But mm -hmm. Anu? God, no. He's just like, oh, finally he's gone. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, one, one less thing to get in the way of his plan, right? Yeah. Um, so before we get into more of like that hypothetical kind of ter territory, 
I just wanted to ask some more like the behind the scenes sort of questions. So at this point now, after doing two seasons, you know, you've been to two premiere events. So what was it like to see yourself in action like after all of it was put together? The first time at the um, third season premiere, mm-hmm. it felt so weird. <laughs> just seeing myself move, seeing, hearing my hearing my voice. Mm-hmm. It just sounded weird. And <laughs> I guess in a way, un, not un, I don't think uncomfortable is the right word to hear it, but it's just unusual. Yeah, definitely. I don't know, how did you feel when you first heard yourself? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. Like, even when I hear back these episodes, I'm like, is my voice really that, like, like whiny a little bit or something? Like, I feel like um, it's it's really rare when you find someone who's very satisfied. Like, oh, yeah, I sound great. Right. <laughs> uh, so it was definitely, like you said, if at the very least unusual, yeah. um, at the very most extreme, very uncomfortable. But when it came to the, the um, this year's premiere, it felt more comfortable because, you know, mm. I, got, I, got the, I got the whole the whole unusual feeling of hearing myself but mm-hmm. knowing that but I think it was just because the fact that I was a little bit more confident on the fourth season that made me more comfortable watching because I knew in the third season I was really uncomfortable so I was just like ifing mm-hmm. a lot of my scenes so mm-hmm. I think that's what made it more you know me relaxed watching myself yeah just knowing knowing how far we've come yeah yeah and you know a lot of the the fans and the viewers have have noted that, that that the acting was was better this season and um we all really put our heart and soul into it and i think people were able to see that which is nice so no it's actually funny because i'm on on the premiere of the fourth on the fourth season i forgot who came up to me but one of the girls came up to me is like yeah your laugh was so creepy but <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm the second they killed you i was like yes they finally killed the mom <laughs> and i, let, and I just yeah. looked i just looked at the girl at least I did my job. I'm, you should be glad I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, so at least that's I, true. I must have done something right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's one of the rare rare situations. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're happy that I died. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> that means I played him so uh, so villainously. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, has, I say you know a lot. <clears throat> uh, did seeing the final product uh, change the way that you appreciate TV shows and movies? Oh, yeah, man. It's Cause like I said, man, it's one thing just watching it. Cause I now I, I get it makes me a little bit more annoyed when I hear people try and critique. Oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that. I'm like, and I'll tell people, I still don't have the right to say it, but at least I have some experience behind the camera. That it's a lot harder than you think. Yeah, it's easy for you to say it because it's not you. From yeah, the, it's not you on the screen. Uh-huh. But when you're on there, you don't realize what's really going on, who's watching, the angle, and all that. So, you know. Like I, I sit there, like there's just, there's times I do question. Like, I wonder how many times that guy took right? tweaks. Yeah. Or you know, how many times did he had to read his line over just to get it? But outside mm-hmm. of that, I stop critiquing shows and movies. I'm like, no, dude, these guys put a lot through themselves, and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna enjoy what I'm watching. Right. All right. So we've come to uh, one of my favorite parts, the hypotheticals here. So there's no wrong answers here. We're just kind of. Uh, <laughs> Well, there could, be, think. there could be some wrong answers. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But we're just trying to have fun and kind of think about... Have you seen my mind? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have. I mean, the, the more that we talk, the more that you you tell me, like, oh, there's things that I still haven't seen. Um, but, yeah, so let's kind of just uh, have fun with this here. So let's, uh, let's start with this first one here. Uh, if Aleel was the main antagonist instead of Ra, if he was the main villain... What do you think his plan would be to 
um, to take over Nanadan to run the empire. Go in there straight, brute forcing it. He wouldn't have no plans. He would just tell his man, "All right, guys, we're just gonna go in. We're just gonna charge in there, and just not have no plan." Yeah, because he will follow an order, but when it comes to strategy, he's—I don't think he's really the best at strategy. Because we we've seen his fighting yeah, style. He's yeah. always been straightforward. That's true. You know, he's always been a kind of a brute. Mm-hmm. But and honestly, I don't think he'll make it far. No, because <laughs> it would just be too crazy. Because yeah, he would just walk in there and just start swinging. Because like we said earlier, he's a Brad that's super powered with mm-hmm. strength. And yeah, I don't think he really is that strategic. I mean, I mean, we did talk earlier about how he had how he may have strategically uh, influenced Oron, but I guess that's just well, that's, on a personal that's, well, level. That's, that's manipulation, and that goes play, ah, that plays okay. onto creep. But when it comes to like battle ah, plans, I and, see what you're saying. That's a whole different area. That's true. That's I don't think that's something he lacks. You yeah, know? I'll I'll never forget one of another one of my <laughs> favorite scenes is when uh, you're fighting with the uh, with the Brotherhood, and I think he goes, "This is no fun anymore." Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that. <laughs> and then he just walks away. So do you think <laughs> that would be kind of his battle strategy? Like he'd go swinging, and then when it wasn't funny anymore, he's like, "Well, like, like." Yeah, like I you guess, guys ruined this for me. Because yeah, there's no fun. I can't win this. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Uh huh. I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> okay, so it'd probably not be as effective. Maybe he, he'll take a lot of people out of the kingdom, but he probably won't win. Mm, okay. Um, do you think uh, Aleel would be just as powerful of a villain if he had any other abilities besides strength, uh, or if he had no abilities at all? Like, do you think that's kind of a key factor? In making him a intimidating villain, the 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 strength mm-hmm. plays on perfectly. Yes, exactly with the creep. But I think he would do well without any powers because there was mm. a thing that um we never really addressed because we didn't have time to do it. But Alil is extremely stealthy. Cause mm. I remember there was a cut scene where we didn't have time to do, but Maron was telling me that she I was originally supposed to be hiding behind some trees mm-hmm. from a distance, spying on the brother without you guys noticing me. Mm. But it was supposed to be, you were supposed to see like my head like peeking out and slowly going back in, behind the tree. Mm-hmm. So I think even without super strength, this is stealth, how, how he was able to peep on you guys and grab <laughs> in, grab intel. Yeah. And not only that, but can you imagine just walking down the forest not knowing this guy just comes out and just... Oh, Bags, you, yeah. That's that's still creepy. And, yes. So I think he'd be fine without any powers because just the stealth alone in that hook. Mm-hmm. You know, because, like, even though he's a brute, but he does know how to fight. So That's true. Yeah. Just the strength just adds more to his creepiness because this is a guy that can easily throw you with one pinky. <laughs> <laughs> if he really wanted to. Yeah. I mean, if he can uh, toss that um, Oron's club like it's nothing, then, right. yeah, imagine what he could do to an actual person. So let's think about this next one here. Um, it's kind of a question that I've asked in various ways to some of our other cast members, but it's just interesting to think about. Um, so let's say that, you know, uh, Aleel had to, uh, had to come here to Trabathia, come here to Earth, and had to get an education past high school. So if he were here and, um, you know, around like senior status, you know, what do you think? he would do with his future and like do you think he would go to a trade school do you think he'd go to college that's really hard because because again this is again this is like a version of allele that you know is honestly i feel like he'll go to he'll go to an art school i feel like he would major in like 
like painting or something because because mm-hmm. like i said he's not he's only straight like he's not the most strategic guy so he's not the smartest but he knows when to get out or how to get out of a situation quick mm-hmm. not like that but i don't think he has the patience of actually reading a book yeah you know, i think you're pretty sure you get bored quick in a class uh-huh. and i feel like painting is the only thing that will actually give him more freedom to do what he wants and to express yeah. what he wants so i feel like yeah. he'd be a painter that is really cool i didn't even think about that um what kind of genre of paintings do you think he would do do you think he'd me a de- <laughs> Sorry. I, I think just because he's creepy i feel like he'll he'll go into abstract i was painting. gonna say abstract just because like <laughs> you'll see one thing but like oh well that's what you're seeing but in my eyes i was doing this <laughs> oh god <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's so true it's like well i mean that's what you interpret but you see but... a dog but i see a penguin <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a much more innocent way of yeah. doing it. <laughs> i appreciate that um yeah, that's actually really cool. I didn't even think about that. So again, like let's 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 uh, let's keep up with this uh, allele in the real world sort of scenario, sort mm-hmm. of hypothetical. So, do you think he would be involved in any extracurriculars? Do you think he would do like any sports or um, play an instrument or anything like that in in high school? <laughs> are we are we going with the high school aspect, or are we? We can just say afterwards, like you know, we we're we're saying he's an artist. Okay. Uh, but do you think he'd maybe want to do some sort of athletics as well? Athletics. If I were to see him doing anything athletic, it would probably have to be. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's why these are hypotheticals because they're you know what? they make you think. I'm going with the whole. I'm going to go answer with the whole him expressing himself. And I know it's going to be a way out there question. And then I know hear, where but, you're but, going. But hear me out with it. I'm hearing you out. Okay, but I want before I answer. I want you to think. I want you to answer what I think I'm thinking of. Shall we say it in three, two, one? Yes. All right, three, two, one. Cheerleading. Dance. Oh, I was going to say. Well, kind of close. Kind well, of similar. The dance, there's dancing and cheerleading. Yeah. Just because one, when you're doing cheerleading, like competitive cheering, you have to be actually loud, and when you're cheering out. And a little likes to be loud. He likes to be he heard. He definitely likes to be heard. Knowing that, but when you're like, there is dance routines, and you have to be very expressive. And I think that'll be his way to ex- to expose himself. <laughs> not, not even that, but I think he'll be more happily when he's doing some creepy dance moves. Yeah. Because there's, because I remember when I did share, we had to do some yeah. weird expressions to get the the, um, the judges' attention. I'm pretty sure he'll get the judges' attention. Oh yeah. Get some there's no on doubt there. about that. <laughs> but I can see most of him doing. Like regular dance, if I if he was doing dancing, I see him doing a contemporary, right? Something like that, that or, <laughs> or, or it's like or some type of interpretive jazz. Oh, okay. It would be kind of yeah. ironic jazz hands with, with, <laughs> yeah, that's with right. the hook. jazz hooks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. But I, I like that. Um, but we were we were sort of sort of in the same field. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, unfortunately. That's all the time we have for this episode here. But, I mean, the the thing that we always like to end with here is we like to ask our our actors, not necessarily if they have any advice, um, but, like, any feedback from things that you've learned that, you know, if people that want to get into acting, uh, what things have you learned that you think might be helpful for someone that wants to get into this field? Don't be afraid. I have to give two advice. One is from... I got from Monroe and one I actually got from my instructor Drew mm-hmm. from Monroe which I've learned from her is never be afraid to ask like mm. ask for help for pointers mm-hmm. how to get better ask people who have more experience where to go from there never mm-hmm. be afraid to ask and what I got from my instructor Drew and what he actually told me the other day was life is short 
Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to try something. Because mm-hmm. the worst that can happen is you fail. At least you gave it a shot. Because there's so many people who are afraid to fail. They don't even try and they just stay in their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So if you want, if you guys want to try acting, give it a shot. Ask mm. friends. Ask around. I know somebody has to know something to guide your way. Mm-hmm. There's connections out there. Yeah. If, if you uh, search, seek them out. So, uh, do you have any uh, social media or anything that you'd like to plug? I do, but right now I haven't really been that active. And I was hoping okay. in a couple of months when I get more into the whole judo and MMA thing. Okay. I was hoping to get more active. Mm-hmm. So, as of right now, not really. Okay. So, we'll save that for for another day. Um, so, thank you again for your time. I uh, appreciate having you here and uh, having fans get to know the real Jacob, uh, mm-hmm. not just this creepy, <laughs> illegal person. Yeah, I'm glad so. they, don't, they at least know that. I'm a normal guy. Not that's not me. Twenty four seven. That's right. Um, maybe little pieces. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well. <laughs> but not to that extent. Well, You're, he's a good guy. Very decent, honest man. Yes. And we appreciate that. <laughs> oh, now he's giving me the snake tongue, and now I'm uncomfortable again. <laughs> um, so anyway, thank you again for your time. As a reminder, this podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Just search for SkySoft, and you'll find us there. Please make sure to subscribe to us on all those platforms so you never miss an episode. And rate and review us so that we can climb the charts, be on top, uh, get some recognition here. And of course, for all things Skysoft, including full episodes, cast and show info, our little calendar of upcoming events and other updates, be sure to check out SkysoftEntertainment.com. Again, that's SkysoftEntertainment.com. Thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Daniel Andrade reminding you that sometimes the greatest truths are found behind the page.